Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Now stop beating your gums and sound the attack. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to another episode of the We Got The Chocolates podcast. In fact, the fourth episode of the We Got The Chocolates podcast, which is uh, quite a momentous occasion. I'm here with Mitch and James once again. How are we, boys? Great. Thanks, Lethal. Good How are we? How are you? Fantastic. Great. Boys, good to hear. Um, obviously, I need to start the show, as we always do, by giving a big shout out and a big thank to the sponsors. So that's done. <laughs> uh, wasn't many of those to get through, but obviously an integral part of the show. Boys, in some actual serious exciting news, there has been some big developments in the We Got The Chocolates fanfare over the last week, you'd have to say. Uh, straight on to Apple Music, you can find us there. Well, probably not Apple Music anymore, it's Apple Podcast, in fact. Yep. Uh, the Apple Cart. The Apple Cart. <laughs> um, don't upset the Apple Cart, as I say. Uh, and then we have... Spotify, we're on there today as well, and then obviously there's an Instagram page that Mitch you seem to be working on at the moment, which is uh, up and about also. Yeah, toiling away with you, Lethal. Perfect, with hard yards, long down the tools there, Skin, make sure you get your timesheets in, please. Will do. Fantastic. Uh, boys, well, what a week in sport, as per usual, always plenty to get through, so we won't worry uh, about too many more sort of lead-ins, we'll just get straight to it, I think. So, first item on the agenda, boys, would have to be, obviously, a little bit biased, but we do need to start with the Brisbane Lions, there's no question. Of course we do. Do <laughs> <laughs> rude not to. Oh, standard, absolutely standard. So, I went to the game on the weekend, as per usual, I'm pretty much the Lions' most dedicated member, I'd expect some sort of... I don't know, like share maybe, a little cut in for the season financial review at the end, you'd have to think, I'm getting very close. Yeah, yeah, sure, with your three-game membership. (laughs) (laughs) They reward their three-game members. That was actually not even part of my three-game membership, but I'd go with the two-for-one special on the weekend. Uh, But boys, it was very nerve-wracking to watch, there's no question about that. Uh, Ebbed and flowed for the majority of the game, the Lions just didn't look on, they had 12 more scoring shots and... Unfortunately, they're all behind, uh, so they kept us very, very nervous uh, as supporters and fans, but then managed to get the chocolates, for want of a better term, at the end of Absolutely. the game. Absolutely. Jeez, that's good, Mark. How's the atmosphere, Lethal? Oh, electric, electric. Um, you can tell that you know the fans are still a little bit nervy and not quite sold that we're the real deal yet, I think. When we sort of five goals down at one stage there, it was, you could hear a uh, pin drop in the stadium. It was not too much happening. But then, geez, we're good front runners. When the Lions get on a roll, the Gabba just goes bananas. That Brisbane chant just echoes everywhere. Usually led by you, James, actually, when you're there. Yeah, when I'm there. Yeah, which is rare. It's been a while. <laughs> you, bought a you bought a three-game membership and went to one game. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Great value for money, though. Unbelievable. <laughs> Some of the hardest games to organise for all three of us to be able to get to <laughs> the three games. tough. The first one, I was in India. The second one, you are in Sri Lanka. Skinner's anniversary. Oh, the Mitch had an anniversary. Ooh, yeah, yeah. So, you can't miss that. I so, tried. All of us have missed one, unfortunately. Uh, but we didn't want Mitch to spend any more time in the doghouse there than usual. Yeah, that's right. Correct. But boys, uh, no escaping the fact that there was plenty of controversy at the end of the game, obviously, in the way that sort of Oscar McInerney was given a free kick uh, in a clutch moment in the game, obviously, with us being one point behind on the scoreboard. 
to then mm-hmm. kick us in front. Uh, deemed a push in the back, I guess, or a push out from Scott Thompson uh, and gifted sort of Oscar a shot at goal to get us back in front, which he duly slotted, which was great news for us, but obviously massive falling out on social media and in regular media uh, and all pundits of the game describing it as a very ordinary free kick. There's no question. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think, well, yeah, obviously did did blow up a fair bit in the media. I think there's a fair bit of mayo on it, though. Mayo? Um, praise mayo. Probably, I mean, granted, I'm a Lions supporter, so probably quite biased, but I, I don't think you can really argue that uh, North Melbourne would have definitely won the game without that decision, given the Lions then kicked another goal. Yeah, exactly. Hugh put the result beyond doubt. Didn't winning, by 12, won, winning by 12 yeah. points, it's... Yeah, it's hard to say that. Yeah. That being said, I think it was probably a poor umpiring decision, but mm. I imagine there would have been 35 others in the game leading up to it that just sort of flew under the radar because it wasn't in the last minute of the game. Exactly Correct. right. Yeah, exactly right. That's more my point, I think, is that you know these decisions happen. If you were to watch, and I'm sure someone does watch the replay of every single game, and that, that umpiring fraternity would have to go through millions of decisions... Uh, per mm. season and go back and go this was wrong this was wrong this was wrong and they would have found multiple through that game through every other game across the weekend but obviously when it happens in the last minute and a half of the game then it's analysed and analysed and analysed repeatedly uh, to the point where it, it makes it sound like the whole game hinged on that one umpiring decision yeah exactly um, having said that if we were on the opposite side of the ledger and that was on Harris Andrews then oh you'd be blown up absolutely blown up. <laughs> you would have to um but, boys, I, I think it leads me to this point. We actually play the game, Mitch, not very well, it must be said, but we play AFL. Yeah, uh, have a dabble. Mm, you kicked another goal on the weekend. Yeah. So, yeah. Might as well give yourself a little oh, rap yeah, there. We'll have a little, little spiel about that. Might another clean that strike. Nah, it's a stinker yeah. again. Absolute mungbane. I cannot get a football to spin backwards. It doesn't matter. What. This still goes through the post. Yeah, it gets through the big sticks. But You're getting really good at kicking them badly straight. She yeah. is wobbling through. It's actually a skill in itself. It's very handy. Kicking it really badly, really accurately. Yeah, I'd be one of the best at that. So at least I've got something. Yeah, if you can kick helicopters straight, that's actually pretty elite (laughs) for mine. I think that's impressive. I'll tell you what I can get. Yeah. Um, But Mitch, the point I'm making, I guess we got away from the point, but the point I'm making is that we play the game on the weekend and we, I reckon, are very, very confused by some of these rules. I'm not sure if this has always been the way, but... Like the push in the back rule, the one that probably didn't get mentioned because Brisbane ended up winning, but there was an, an absolute stinking free kick blown against Oscar McInerney for his ruck infringement on Ben Brown, where Ben Brown went back and slotted a, ga- a goal to put them in front as well. So the game sort of ebbed and flowed on the back of some pretty ordinary umpiring decisions, it would be said, once they're replayed a thousand times and every person has their opinion on them. But boys, I'll just thought, and it's not even just you know with AFL it's also the obstruction rule in rugby league there was a try disallowed on the weekend in rugby league because no one got taken out but the ball got caught on the inside shoulder of the lead runner instead of the outside shoulder of the lead runner that is a road uh, rule which is just ridiculous <laughs> like the most complex rule I mean you're a pretty switched on guy Mitch but even you would struggle with that no, you can't be thinking about that as the game is happening but yeah let alone cool it I can't believe that that's become a rule when we were playing rugby league as young kids we were learning heads and tails which are deeply running players yeah exactly that is it's not a new move I don't see why we need to be changing the rules around that not at all I mean we had the cricket we spoke about the cricket world cup last podcast where it got I mean the world cup went down to being decided by who yeah, had the most, most boundaries, boundaries yeah. of who had the most threads in their one day pants. <laughs> something insane. I mean, whatever happened, boys, to just some simple rules that everyone yeah. knows. If you ask me what's a push in the back, surely I should be able to tell you the rule. You know, cricket, boys, for all the flack that it gets as being a boring game, the good thing about it being a boring game is that it also has quite simple rules a lot of the time. Uh, you you know, hit it in the air ten, yeah. and it's caught, yeah. tends to be out. That's out. Did you hit it? Yes. Did someone catch it? Yes. I'll oh, piss off you out. <laughs> See you later. That's, that's just more more of those, please. Just the simple rules. 
Yeah, back to basics, thanks, boys. Oh, would not mind it. it. Does actually lead me though, boys, to uh, to a story. Speaking of sort of rules that you don't know about, uh, this was obviously my first involvement in a Catholic school. Uh, I think you might have heard this story. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, this is my first. Uh, story. Yeah, this was my first involvement in a Catholic school, and unfortunately, my first attendance at a Catholic communion. So you would think that obviously a couple of my mates actually worked at the school and they neglected to fill me in on how this works, but I've sort of been to a few communions in my life. I thought at a Baptist church where it was sort of just, okay, guys, we'll take communion now and if you want to get it, then up your pop, go up, get it. Once again, simple rule. Real simple. Get up, get <laughs> Real up. simple. I would have thought we'll eat the bread together, whatever yeah, it might be. Perfect. Yeah, real simple, easy to follow. So obviously I thought... Uh, you know, maybe with minimal life experience that that was going to be a very similar rule for me. Uh, so I've sort of jumped up and joined the queue to take the Catholic communion. Uh, and I was just sort of walking along, really, really relaxed, not realising the impending danger that I was getting myself into. <laughs> and it was only really when I got to within two metres of the priest uh, that obviously has the... But it's not even bread, it was like that... They're like the Sakar Tar crackers oh, or something. Really? Real ordinary taste. A of real it. stale cracker. If that, if that oh, offends man. anyone. Uh, but they weren't the greatest meal deal. Uh, <laughs> but I realized that I was in some serious strife there when um, the guy in front of me, which happened to be my mate, also a teacher at the school, uh, he did some sort of signal with his hands that I didn't see. Uh, but it obviously meant something. Um, and then I got to the priest and it was my turn. And obviously, I'd not seen the hand signal that he gave. So I sort of stood there, having no idea what I was doing, completely frozen. And I said to the priest, I'm meant to be doing something here, aren't I? (laughs) Oh, no. He replied to me, do you usually receive communion? For whatever reason, I absolutely panicked and said yes. So he's expecting me to go, okay, great. Well, here you go. Here's your communion. Take this. Yeah. I went to reach into the basket, which is a massive no-no in the Catholic community. You, you, you didn't that. know that. You didn't I didn't know, know that. that. I was, that was zero idea. So I just thought you reached in, help yourself type of situation. But that was not... He pulled the basket away, yanked it away from me. Whoa. Uh, and then he put his hand out, obviously, with the cracker, gave it to me. I thought, you beauty. Took it and ran. That was me. I'm done. I'll have it. Walked off. Unfortunately, I got probably... I'm going to say six metres away from the priest and realised that every eye in the building was turned to me and watching me and that everyone else had frozen. Oh. So I sort of about-faced, turned around, thought I'm in strife here. He was going like this. Obviously, the listeners can't see this uh, beckoning index finger that I'm sort of displaying to you guys here. Uh, so I obviously walked back to him very sheepishly. He said, if you are going to receive communion, you need to eat it straight away. Very odd. So very, I obviously very odd. duly noted, took the cicada slash cicada, <laughs> put it straight in the gob. Delish. And uh, unfortunately, most people saw my absolute meltdown on my debut of having the Catholic communion. Where's the, where's the sip of the grape juice? Is that no, anywhere involved? No, that was in the goblet of fire somewhere, but I couldn't find that. <laughs> Building up, no idea where that was. Jeez. I was traumatised after trying to get to the cracker. So I sort of sat the next couple of plays out, unfortunately, after that. Yeah, it's a very fair. conditional communion. Oh, it was no good, boys. But that's an example of just some confusing rules. <laughs> which a simple product. No idea of which I thought could have just been a very, very simple product. Um, but boys that's sort of the point I reckon we're getting to that stage with some of our sporting rules here as well um, and here's a new rule actually a little segue here boys there's a new rule that's been trialled in Melbourne actually is to uh, this idea of a silent Sunday so obviously we've sort of got to the point where umpire abuse is getting so bad that they have seen fit that they need to actually introduce a silent Sunday for parents have you read about this James? yeah I hear about this yeah you've heard it about it must be pretty hard Hmm. So, sort of, uh, I guess, some of the key objectives that they're trying to help. I should explain it a little bit more, basically. They're, they're essentially your parents. So, this the silent rule is for parents and supporters, and they're, they're basically not meant to say anything at all. Uh, they can clap and they can cheer, but it's only after someone scores. So, you can't chat. According to this, if you read it black and white here, then you can't clap after a big tackle. You can't clap after a smother. Uh, strictly strikes. Strictly says... 
only score only. So it's been tried on AFL. Okay, sorry. Um, so clap and cheer after each score only for both sides. So you have to cheer for the team that you're not necessarily oh, no. supporting. I feel like we're wow. talking about you clapping behind. No, no behinds. Okay, no, right. it definitely. Says, oh no, you, sorry. It does say score only. So you can clap behind. You can't clap out on the full. <laughs> which is a shame so I'll be getting zero yeah, claps yeah, yeah, we'll be introduce this rule uh, you can encourage players and umpires and you can enjoy the game that's great that they give you permission to do that that's fantastic encourage them how? by like uh, by dancing? eye contact Encour- did that say encourage umpires? Yes. he said you can encourage players and umpires yeah, without right. using words mm, without mm. using uh, words yes but words. you can clap I guess Oh, it's quite confusing. But anyway, essentially it's been trialled due to the fact that so many umpires are sort of getting abused. Uh, so they're introducing this for their parents and supporters, uh, which means basically that they're just going to have kids playing and the only time that they can hear noise is when they've kicked a score of some description, um, which is going to be a really weird feeling, I would have thought. But I guess sort of the point that they're making is that it's become ingrained in AFL culture that you just go to the footy and you abuse the umpire. Um, yeah. And in fairness, in our experience, that probably is true. Yeah, that is largely largely the case, isn't it? Yeah. And I don't mind. I don't mind the point that they're making. I, I don't mind the idea of reducing umpire abuse, and and even even parents sort of can have a have a fair few inappropriate things to say about players. I would think at times. But, yeah. Um, at the under twelve level, when it's yeah, not exactly needed. when you just don't need it. But mm. um. But I imagine that's going to be pretty tricky to police. Oh, very um, tricky to police. How the heck are, are you actually involved in the police? Excuse me, uh, you've just coughed. <laughs> uh, you've coughed and sneezed. Can you please leave the playing arena? Um, you're not allowed to cough or sneeze. Thank you, silent only. But what? How are they? Thought you'd be out quick, smart, with a couple of farts. <laughs> what boys? There is going on. The loud and proud. Fuck your pillow. I'll tell you what, boys, if you want to get into a new job, these behaviour crowd management officers are going to be the way to go. They're going to have to be at every junior game now as well. So Six figures. Yeah. It just has to be. They're going to have to pay them. Hey, so it'll be in the new mining boom industry. <laughs> <laughs> Seven days long, two off. <laughs> a bit of fly. Week on, week off. Fly in, fly out. What do you do for a job? Uh, I'll just go to the junior cricket game or footy game and make sure that no one says good spoil <laughs> <laughs> they're only cheering good up good shot mate oh no alright see you mate oh. I'll pick you up later I've got to go get out you go sorry see you mate oh dear boy imagine trying to silence our coach Mitch uh, oh. that would be very tough he'll abuse no, anyone it's not even umpires he abuses like players opposition players <laughs> opposite, own players said some good bits with uh, opposition players he gave me one of the all time great sprays this year he said to me his exact words he said to me after the game Lee you used to be a really good footy player man I don't know what happened <laughs> oh, yeah. that's a good spray one of the great sprays very constructive <laughs> the Brisbane Lions boys actually went out yesterday so Sunday morning they went out and umpired a whole heap of junior games so they had everyone out there did you see that initiative so no, the Lions play yeah, so they're sort of doing their own cool. contribution to it they went out to all the junior games and provided some umpires to get out there and, uh, and have a crack and see what it would be like um, so they would have provided imagine if you're sort of an angry parent that doesn't actually sort of follow the AFL that much and you just start abusing the umpire <laughs> <laughs> and it's Lockie Neal <laughs> Lockie Neal's out there oh boy he's got enough abuse from Port Adelaide yeah, during the week right. and he gets that north again it's not yeah. hard to be an AFL parent though all you have to learn to yell out is ball yeah that's it if yeah. you go to the Gabba and you just yell out ball you'll fit in it's magnificent or closely followed by deliberate, <laughs> yeah, deliberate. One of the great calls. There's some rogue chats for deliberate. Uh, that's yeah, for sure. If I'm umpire and I'm just going for the old my ball, I would never give a holding the ball decision just to annoy the crowd because the only <laughs> thing I want. Also, coincidentally, boys, the my ball signal would have actually got me out of trouble in that communion situation <laughs> as well. Because cross the arms, yeah, cross uh, the arms, yeah, right. my so ball. Deal. Deal. I won't take it. Thank you very much. Uh, James, this is a little thing that we haven't got to speak about yet on our podcast, and that is some golf chat. Wait. We have spoken about the fact that you used to be quite a young and upcoming and aspiring golfer, and obviously that went downhill. <laughs> nah, you just, just chose the cricket path, really. You can't, the advice, can path. You? You can't have it all. Good you face, all. good height, <laughs> <laughs> ordinary pins. <laughs> the lack of a good 
short game at golf. <laughs> yeah, that's um, right. What happened with golf during the week? Yeah, so we had our, our um, fourth and final major championship of the year, the Open Championship, uh, also known as the British Open, um, which was held in Ireland, so that makes sense. Mm, yeah. um, but uh, basically, um, not a great showing from the Aussies with three uh, missing the cut out of four. So Jason Day, Adam Scott, Mark Leishman, three of our best golfers currently and really good golfers on the world circuit, missing the cut, unfortunately. Um, but uh, the young and up-and-coming Queensland boy, Brisbane boy, Cameron Smith, held his own for tied 20th. Um, so he actually takes away a couple of hundred grand from that, which is pretty handy. Oh, jeez. Um, you take that. Jeez, you're not complaining about that. Cameron man. Smith. Cameron Smith, what a sporting name. He's had a very good week, Cameron Smith. <laughs> 400 <laughs> games in a golf tournament. <laughs> 400 games in a golf tournament. So he's finished tied 20th, boys. Um, actually, one of the Ireland um, players, Shane Lowry, won the tournament, which is quite fitting. Um, the crowds were going nuts because it was an Ireland local. Uh, it was his home course, so that was quite good. A little bit of controversy, once again. Um, big, The big American big hitter, Brooks Koepka. Um, world number two mm. had some complaints uh, yesterday boys about some slow play now he was in the final group and the group before him the penultimate group um, which was JB Holmes and Tommy Fleetwood um, in particularly JB Holmes playing a bit slower um, than Brooks liked and holding up Brooks a little bit um, and I guess it I guess it reminded me a little bit of um, the games we've had together, Lethal, down oh. at Royal Birkdale, Royal Houston, on a, Jeez, good great on a Sunday Arvo down the, the Westwood Nine, I think it's called, but um, <laughs> Lethal, yeah, yeah, some of the games, you're not the not the no. fastest, but I mean, you're not the fastest at anything in life, really, but mm. when it comes to golf, it's like, yeah. and it's not it's not because of your routines or anything like that, it's more just, well, you have a routine. <laughs> it's more, hold, it's more it? just, yeah. you have a few more than those shots. <laughs> and then I've just so much time looking for my ball. Yeah. And obviously. Hey, uh, Zenny, you see my ball? Yeah, Lethal, it's just that little thing in front of you, two metres. <laughs> this hasn't gone too far. <laughs> have you seen my ball? It's white. <laughs> oh, there's a few of those out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, yeah, no, you're right. Not the speediest player, that's for sure. It's pretty tough when you don't break a hundred, to be fair. Oh, yeah, I'm struggling to break 110 at the moment. So that's all right. Mm. Is it high school Jeez. wins or not? It's not high school nah. wins, is it? I know that's. I'm a yeah, cricket keep average. racking your centuries up there. Yeah, we'll try. Yeah, I've got a lot more in golf than cricket, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Change that this year, Skittle. Yeah, I'm back. Oh, that's great, James. Pleased uh, to be updated there. So, yeah, we'd love probably some Australians up there at the, uh, at the top of the charts catching uh, Fleetwood Mac and the and the uh, leading group. The British and Islanders. A couple of other little bits of news, guys, that are making headlines around the country that we need to try and rip through as quick as possible. Um, this is a pretty big one, and I'm not entirely sure of where I sort of stand uh, on this particular one. But boys, have you been across what's happened with Mac Horton, uh, obviously coming second and refusing to take the podium to stand with Sun Yang, the Chinese athlete swimming? This is uh, who obviously has an accused. Well, he has served a suspension for uh, performance-enhancing drugs, and then is sort of under the same accusation cloud at the moment as well. So obviously Mac Horton's sort of gone out and, and made a stand the way that he feels it is appropriate to do so. Uh, and that's sort of split and divided opinion. I guess he's getting a lot of support from swimmers and and, uh, and people in that industry, but then also sort of a fair bit of um, disdain, a fair bit of hate as well, saying that it's not appropriate behaviour and there's better ways to do it. And that uh, a lot of people I've read that kept on saying, um, let's look inside our own backyard, remember what Steve Smith and David Warner did. Um, which I found it very difficult to find the link there, but mm, obviously, and, um, yeah, uh, very different cases. I would think about that's <laughs> yeah, right. Fairly different, different sports, cases. different methods, different of cheating, sports. but you're right. Yeah, definitely Carry different. On. Yeah, well, I mean, you're not going to sand. I don't think sandpaper would help you too much in the swimming pool. Would no. <laughs> oh, I'd probably slow you down. You'd have to think a bit of extra friction. Absolutely. That's why you get the laser hair removal for swimming. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I think I think it's hard to have a an opinion one way or the other here boys without sort of the facts that are, I mean we do sort of our society is built on the fact that you're sort of innocent until proven guilty that's mm. the only <laughs> the only problem uh, having said that there's some pretty I don't know some pretty weird sort of the setups with this Sun Yang like the fact that he's 
latest drug tests couldn't be found because they got smashed with a hammer or something like that. That's not ideal. Nah, it's a very odd situation. So I just, I guess I just hope that Mac Horton sort of maybe spoke to someone about doing it and he's actually being supported by uh, like Swimming Australia. Yeah, So he's got sort of, that it's not just like a wildcat You would want to be well informed before doing something like that, wouldn't you? You want to have all the facts. You just have to hope that that's sort of what he's done. Um, This is the Netball World Cup was on recently as well, boys. Uh, That was also in Liverpool. So England has not struggled for some sport in the past. Uh, and unfortunately our diamonds the Australian diamonds went down by one point to New Zealand last night so we've actually lost that to the silver ferns Uh, but you sort of have to feel like a little bit better about it being New Zealand rather than England uh, after obviously New Zealand's had a pretty heartbreaking sort of week in terms of their World Cups Uh, so you know we can probably handle that Um, I'm sure the girls would be absolutely gutted after probably really there'd be a lot of people within the netball industry that would be seeing that as a as a shortcoming and as a failure um, losing to New Zealand who they obviously have a very good record against but I mean they're really the two it's pretty much a two horse race then most of the time isn't it and then England sort of yeah sort of flies in whenever whenever they get a chance uh, moving on, boys, to the rugby union. The Wallabies lost overnight. It was very late at night and not something that we probably would have sat up and watched. Um, unfortunately, the most coverage that rugby union has been getting recently has been the Israel Folau saga. Uh, yes. uh, that's probably the only piece of the rugby news that we've been given recently, but they did definitely lose to South Africa last night. They have an upcoming game this weekend, don't they, Mitch? I believe so. Um, against Argentina? Against Argentina. In Brisbane? In Brisbane? I think. Is it really? So. Yeah, I think some of the guys at work today were talking about going on the weekend. So. Oh, well, they would know. Yeah, you would think. More than very reliable true. source there. I've done my homework. You, you going, going, Mitch? Absolutely. Uh, no, that's a, that's a firm no, Gibbs. I've, firm no from you. I think I've, I've struggled to sit through a game of rugby union when it's on the TV, to be honest. I don't know. Slight differences between union and league that I just have never wrapped my head around. Yeah. You get infinite tackles and kick it on the first. I'm still baffled. Hopefully we have a listener out there that can explain that to Skin. Yeah. If someone cares to explain that to I'm, Skin. It's I'm all about the territory. Yeah, yeah okay. Skin, well, I'm, I'm, mate, I'm happy to be proven wrong. I'm just, I haven't, it hasn't tickled my fancy yet, is all I'm saying. You must have played logical man. You must, must have played force and backs. Force and backs as a young man. <laughs> it's pretty much rugby, surely. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It uh, just doesn't seem like a logical thing, though, to you, does it, Mitch? Yeah, no, it doesn't make sense just yet. But, you, yeah, but yeah, like I said, your idea of rugby union would be let's take 150 phases and then just yeah. we'll be yeah. good. Just no keep score. going until you score a try again. You'll be right. Make sure we don't lose the ball. Fantastic. Yeah. That'll work. All right, Baze, do you want to provide us a AFL wrap from the weekend, the Monday wrap here? Sure can, Lethal. Uh, the AFL wrap. So we had um, Essendon come back and, and beat the Crows on Friday night, which was um, a heck of a turnaround late. Uh, Richmond beating the power convincingly. Uh, Carlton beating the Suns, getting a bit of a couple of wins under their belt. Giants coming back uh, and convincingly beating Collingwood at home. Uh, Lions beating North Boys, how good! Great game between the Dockers and the Swans. Dockers yeah. winning by one point. Low scoring, wasn't it? Um, 52-51. Yeah, Dock- the tipping two games, that one. Yeah, uh, so the Dockers are still a chance to make the eight. I think I got um, four from that. nine in the tipping. I went a bit rogue with tipping like Melbourne over West Coast, which was not smart. But yeah, absolutely. And boys, once again, the Hawks upsetting the Cats with the Cats seeming a li- little bit vulnerable lately. Yeah, they are um, getting, getting the blues, aren't they? West Coast beating Melbourne and St Kilda, I'd probably say upsetting the Western Bulldogs given the Bulldogs' form lately. So, but then you say upsetting. We've had this chat on the podcast before. The new coach effect, haven't we? Oh, first new in, coach effect. First in with the caretaker the, coach, and, and then he's bang, back all to of a the, sudden they're guns. Yeah, I don't understand it. And then they're back to it's another thing. If someone can understand two on. things that we need to explain to us: the rugby union thing, that's mainly for Mitch. Yeah, uh, and then why the new coach effect is such a big thing. I'd love to know that. Absolutely. So in terms of the ladder, boys, Essendon creep into seventh with four wins in a row. So Essendon building some momentum. Richmond have won the last four as well. Um, but the Lions, boys, five on the trot mm. into second place. 
against um, the Hawks Hawks this Hawks this week in Tassie, um, which has proved to be a bit of a stomping ground for them, no doubt. So uh, it's getting getting very excited, uh, getting to the home stretch of this season. So come on, you little Lions. I'm extremely excited about the Lions. Personally, you are excited. I haven't washed my beanie yet. No, (laughs) nor should you. We haven't (laughs) lost since you bought that beanie. That's right. I don't think. Is that factually correct? <laughs> Could be. <laughs> I reckon that's actually true. Well, wait, we lost no. the day I bought yeah. it. <laughs> actually, didn't, didn't we get yeah. dusted by yeah, Carlton? You bought it in Melbourne. Uh, sure Carlton yeah, that beanie actually started Carlton's great run. Yeah. <laughs> Carlton <laughs> haven't lost since you bought the Mines beanie. Oh, yeah, it makes sense. Perfect. All right, well, I'll give you a little NRL uh, wrap then from the weekend. The, the, the long weekend is the NRL. They start on Thursday where the Broncos beat the Bulldogs. Magnificent, 28-6. The Warriors got up over the Sharks, 14-8. And the Sharks are on a little bit of a losing streak at the moment and have actually slipped out of the eight, uh, which wouldn't have been expected at the start of the season. Uh, then the Panthers dusted the Dragons 40-18. to And again, Monday morning blues here with the Dragons now getting some questions asked about their coach uh, and whether he's the right man for the job. So whether he sort of starts, you know, whether he makes it out of this week. Uh, there seems to be a coach sacked every week at the moment across the code. So yeah, right. keep how an eye the, on that one. How did the Titans, how did we say the Titans went? No, we haven't got to it yet, actually. Okay. Great listening skill. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, good. Uh, the Roosters beat the Knights 48-10. That's pumping, and the Knights sort of really lost their momentum that they'd built early in the season as well. The Raiders, something brewing in Canberra, uh, 20-12 to over the West Tigers. The Cowboys went down to the Rabbitohs, 18-30. And the Titans, which yeah, actually, yeah, looked, actually looked very good with their sort of new coach bounce-back effect, 18-16 yeah, uh, at half-time. Uh, and then ran out losers 18-38 against the Storm on Sunday afternoon. And then the Seagulls boys, uh, they got up 36-24 to over a side that had been going quite well prior to that match as well in the Parramatta Eels, uh, which leaves, obviously, it almost looks like sort of a... The top four here has two real clear favourites, by the, if you ask me, in terms of the Storm and the Roosters. The Storm sitting first, the Roosters sitting third. They look like they've hit their straps. Yeah. Uh, well, the Storm's been pretty good for the last 10 years, uh, <laughs> but they look particularly good again this year. Uh, they're on 32 points. The Rabbitohs second on 26 points. The Roosters, the Raiders, I mentioned. The Raiders are quite off-the-cuff team. They're happy to sort of not as structured as the Storm and the Roosters. So they could do some damage. It's always flying under the radar. Yeah, correct. Under the radar. Oh, oh, that's uh, good. Very good. Uh, what in the world is up? Um, Seagulls fifth. Eels, Panthers, Knights round out the eight. But as we said, the Knights sort of on the slippery slope and the Warriors and the Broncos ninth and 10th are only one point outside of the eight now boys and that is our NRL wrap unless anyone has anything to add nope uh, no nope. just that the Titans have ruined our theory about the coach but apart from that yeah but I'm, oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that might be the outlier though yeah true it's probably not enough evidence to ruin the theory no. just one one little anomaly especially sort of you know the Gold Coast are in disarray right? yes I think it's fair to say yeah you would think and any other words that rhyme. Uh, <laughs> right, next segment. All right, what do we got? This is Skin Stats. What a segment. Jeez, I'm back. And you'd be amazed, but I'll let you tell a story because, I mean, this is... This is really, this has been the main integral part of the show. And in terms of the feedback that we've been given, the comments, the reviews, they mainly all get back to one thing. And it's either Skin's haircut or Skin's stats. You're not wrong, Lethal. Jeez, we've got a lot of positive reviews about the segment from last week. In particular, received one email. One one whole email. So that's doubled our season total. Yeah, you're not wrong. From... <laughs> an avid fan. Um, yeah, we'll give him a name drop. Um, Joel, who, who's emailed in with an issue about his tipping this season that he wanted me to look into. He's had a rough year. Is this AFL tipping? Yep, AFL tipping. Okay. Um, so, 
Where let me let me get the email up, make sure I've got the facts right. So he's had he's had a rough year in the AFL tipping, heading into round eighteen, he's only got eighty four tips for the season. Mm-hmm. And he's asked asked the question, would he have been better off tipping based purely on which team's mascot would win in a fight? <laughs> That's a cracking So question. he's asked me to look into that for him for the skin stats segment this week, which I was happy to do because I was running out of out of inspiration after our Lockie Neal analysis last week. That's not good signs that you're running out of inspiration <laughs> after the first week of the segment yeah, no, for the longevity right. of the show. No, I'm backing myself in. We'll be right. Okay. Plenty of emails to come, I'm sure. Keep them coming in. Um, anyways, so I've had a look into it for us, and there was it was a bit of a challenge actually, just just sort of, I guess it's quite subjective, just ranking which mascot would win in a fight. Mm. Um, for example, I imagine a, the Gold Coast Suns. I imagine a Sun would be, be tough to that'd be tough to beat. You would fight. think like just about any any old lion or tiger you would think of yeah the sun's got to polish it off so I'll chuck that up there at, at first um, and and just quietly that hurts having the suns at, at first that's going to blow that theory you've just lost 12 tips right there unlucky the Joe right yeah there. so that wouldn't work um, yeah so that's not ideal and then also I think it was the Fremantle Dockers anyone know what a docker is? No, no, isn't, it, either. isn't it the wind? <laughs> I thought it was the breeze. Isn't the Fremantle dock? Oh, that's the doctor. Docking. <laughs> <laughs> doctor. A boat where you dock your boat. Yeah, no. Well, I, I just, I just punched into Google to oh. find docker for me, and apparently it's just a bloke that works down at the port. So. Oh really? Uh, yeah. Oh. So I'm just taking taking that to be an average, your average Joe bloke. He's human. sitting pretty high for a uh, bloke. Oh. Well, he's below... He's he'd below. work hard, though, wouldn't he? Well, he's getting yeah. beaten by a kangaroo. That's yeah. he'd, he'd be gritty. He'd be I'm gritty. Not, well, I reckon I could work at the port and I'm not backing myself in a biff against a kangaroo. Yeah. That was my theory there. Yeah, that's good. Um, that's Carlton well. Blues, I've no idea what that's meant to be, so he'd just go on, old mate, in a blue suit. So, And I reckon a docker's polishing off some random bloke in a, in a yeah. blue suit. Yeah, but and maybe then, the Carlton Blues have been in a lot of blues. Ah, yeah, right. Okay. Anyways, point is, very subjective, right? But I've come up with this list of, of who's going to, just an order of who's going to win in a fight and, and I've got a, a nice big set of data of pretty much everything that has happened in the season so far up until the end of round 17. Who's won what game? Um, and, you know, I, I don't need to explain all the details, but a few little conditional statements, ifs and alls and whatnot, and you, and you can sort of sum over them and, and determine how many, how many tips you would have gotten right. Mm. If you just tipped based on who had who the better mascot, the right? Right. And I don't know if you you'll be happy or not about this, Joel, but you would have only gotten sixty-one tips right so far. So carry on doing whatever you're doing, mate, because mm. it is working a lot better than that theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was it? So he did have eighty-three. He had eighty. I think he had eighty-four. Oh, so. yeah, you probably don't want to come back to sixty-one. Yeah. So no, sure. yeah, definitely don't change the method this late in the season. But yeah, I will point out the Gold Coast, having the Gold Coast Suns at the top very like really hurts. Mm. Having Geelong Cats fourth from the bottom on my list hurts. Yeah. Mm. So there's a few. Yeah, it was probably probably never going to be. What was the? Um, I would have been surprised if you came out on top. But. Can I ask the, what was the mascot that's least likely to win? In the weakest link. What, what's the weakest mascot? We've gone the Sydney Swans. Yeah, that's fair. They're very uh, gentle creatures. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Really, I, I mean. I, Surely GWS is up there, the Giants. Yeah, Giant. That's yeah. That's I think I had that at number six. There's not too many things polishing off a Giant. No, certainly not. No, very fair. Yeah, that wraps us up for skin stats this week. So yeah, as I said, please feel free to keep emailing in. I'm happy to take any requests, and we'll see what we come up with this time next week. That moves us on to another segment that's very popular on the show, which we actually have a little jingle for this week, and you've just heard that, boys. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, absolutely. Brilliant. Is that the Jesse McCartney one? Yeah, well, yeah. It is. <laughs> it's uh, leaving. We do need to give credit there, obviously, to Jesse McCartney. Uh, leaving was the, was the original song that we've sort of... 
uh, taken and run there. But yeah, it is a tuna mornay featuring rice at the start, and then we've obviously added to it to make it even better. So that's great news. The social sin bin, guys, there's a few to get through here. Um, and we do have to start with... Now, this one is um, a little bit serious, I guess. It actually, you would have read today, boys, as Lions fans, that there's been a... Brisbane Lions fan has been banned, had his membership banned uh, due to a racial vilification tweet of Alan Christensen. Uh, the comments have not been released. Obviously, they were deleted very, very quickly and no one wants to speak about them, so we can't see them. Um but, I mean, you would have to think that, especially as a Lions fan, I don't understand how you would, just what would possess no. you to do that, oh, yeah. um, to racially vilify one of your own players. I feel like that's not the smartest thing that yeah, I've ever no. heard. There's not too many synapsing brain cells there, you would <laughs> Nah, that's real. It's got to be a send-off, surely. Yeah, not yeah, even 10 in the end. Actually, yeah. yeah actually, right. I mean, yeah, we might have our first red card. For racial vilification, you probably have to go, I yeah. would say. That is... Going. That's a send-off. Okay. Uh, you heard it here with Baisley. Magnificent. Um, guys, the other person... Now, I wanted to link this here. Obviously, the other group of athletes who definitely needs a shout-out is the Australian women's cricket team. Baze, they've just won, wrapped up the Ashes. With a draw. Yeah, retain the Ashes. Retain the Ashes. Batting England out of the game. Correct. And someone that has been freakish over there has been Elise Perry. Unbelievable. Serious player. And we've known that for a number of years, but this series, she was ridiculous. Uh, and the, her, a photo of her, um, I need to describe this very well because obviously it is a photo, uh, but it's drawn one of the great comments as well from someone who clearly has very little idea. Uh, so there was sort of a picture uploaded of Elise Perry bringing up her 50 and it's like a off, off a spinner, back foot, deep in the crease, full-butted cut shot. Now uh, there's a silly point fielder, an English fielder, silly point fielder under the helmet watching and ready to go. Uh, obviously sees Elise Perry go deep in the crease to cut it. I don't know if you've ever fielded at Silly Point, boys, but approximately you have. No yeah. idea. <laughs> approximately how far are you from the bat? You are not far, like within a metre, I would think. Oh, absolutely. So you're within a metre of the bat. If you see someone deep in the crease and cutting it, you uh, are not standing there. I nah, wouldn't have thought. Yeah, fresh out. Oh, no doubt. And so this girl has obviously jumped. It's quite impressive. She's jumped as high as she can. She's got knees to the chest. Anyway, this absolute pen one five that's uh that's commented on this photo uh has written what are we playing hopscotch stand there and catch the ball oh please <laughs> what with your teeth yeah that's right <laughs> exactly obviously not much cricket experience from that particular human no yeah. Yeah, so we will most certainly get that uploaded onto the Instagram page because probably my description doesn't do it justice there so that the listeners can have a look at that particular photo. Uh, and well done again to Elise Perry. Uh, the Obviously, it goes without saying that that person needs to go for 10 minutes in the social sin bin. That's right. correct. Thank you. Uh, the next one is magnificent. And another shout-out to <laughs> Dion King. Uh, Dion is has alerted us to this particular um, comment which is from Nuffies on AFL pages on Facebook so huge shout out to Dion he obviously made use of the email address as well and uh, we do play footy with him he had one of the great goal celebrations on the weekend as well Mitch can you talk us through that yeah, I'll try I'll try to do it justice um, so so Dion is is right footed and found himself on the on the right hand side of the field and Managed to managed to crumb a ball off off the big marking forward, um, and wheeled around into the middle on his left, from the probably from the fifty meter line, which to be fair, down at Rabina is maybe thirty five meters out <laughs> from goal, um, and just absolutely flushed this pill on his left, and as it was still sailing through the goals, hadn't hadn't quite reached it yet, just gave it a big. What foot is he? <laughs> it just started celebrating. <laughs> oh, the king <laughs> running around celebrating by himself, and it was good to watch. Oh, that is classic. That's, so good. that's the definition of getting around yourself. So, getting back to what Dion alerted us to, uh, obviously, this is involving the Scott Thompson free kick that we already talked about. Uh, Ron comments pathetic umpires never pulled on a footy boot, should have 
should have to have played the game somewhere to be eligible. Uh, and one very informed and quick viewer um, writes back saying, Fisher, who paid the free against Thompson, played for St Kilda. <laughs> which is great but boys where I have to give credit to Ron Ron Ronnie boy is that he didn't write back rather than deleting his comment he actually writes back he writes back really that stuff that theory but you know what I'm getting at I like that it's fantastic he's only got five in the bin because he's come back he's actually owned it he's owned that I love that uh, and then the last one again, you know, we've had this discussion tonight about how confusing um, rules are and the fact that umpires are in the news. Obviously, every week um, there's always, or in press conferences, there's always certainly, there's not too many times where we get to the end of the round and someone comes out and says, geez, umpires are guns. And then this person writes um, on the real AFL Alliance page that females should not umpire in the AFL. If they want to umpire, they can umpire AFLW or VFLW or local footy league. Ever since they have brought in female umpires, there hasn't been one good one. Get rid of them, Gil. I keep speaking to Gil McLaughlin. But just, like, I don't understand. He says, like, he goes on to say, um, because someone writes back sort of, the ump, you know, like the main point that you would think that it's mm. umpires in general that are yeah, actually getting yeah, sprayed. We blow up about well, umpires. we've talked about two free kicks that were both paid by male umpires. Yes, yes we blow so. about umpires every week in every sport, regardless. Correct. <laughs> and then he comes back and says, "Female umpires, plural, have ruined too many AFL games. Two, two, obviously spelt wrong. Um, that makes sense. But there is only one." female umpire in the AFL at the moment yes wasn't that big news a few weeks ago yes. the first female well not no. a few weeks ago it was last season but yep, yep, that's what I meant obviously <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but that's like a, just a ridiculous comment honestly and and very like we're not living in the dark ages anymore Adrian work with us here yeah. honestly um, so you can have 10 in the bin to think about your actions as well thanks Adrian thanks Adrian that wraps up the social sin bin for us this week. Jeez, we had a few entrants there. This yeah, week. plenty of entrants. And, and obviously, thank you to the listeners uh, for helping us out there. It's no, yeah, that's yeah, that's good. You won't really find any awesome. entrants on a silent Sunday in Melbourne. <laughs> that is for sure. Uh, so, I guess what there is left to do, guys, we do have to do our uh, our fantasy wrap. We we'll have to do it pretty, pretty briefly. Um, yeah, true. Is anyone ready to go? Anyone nope. ready to sort of lead us off? And actually, there was a notable um, out from the last podcast, which was we got a couple of emails again. We shouldn't actually, we shouldn't sort of take the piss out of ourselves about the email address because we're actually we, getting <laughs> genuinely had like four, yeah. maybe four. Um, <laughs> Continue emailing. Yeah, uh, and so we got another email that talked about like how did James's second team, the Webster's lawyers, go <laughs> this this week? Because we left it out of the last podcast, so we've sort of got to get updated. I'm sorry, honestly, if we keep you updated with every one of James's teams, uh, then we'll probably need a new while. podcast. Just please for that. send your logins so, to the email. Though. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, let's start with the lawyers then, boys. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, people obviously want to know, so yeah, give, us well. the, give us the lawyers first. Yep, the lawyers had a good performance on the weekend, 24-15. Uh, we're sitting 2,400th um, at the moment, so not a bad game at all. Uh, negative three goes to Nick Hind. He was on the field, only got 22 for me. Oh, that's, um, yeah, that stinks. But good to have Whitfield into the Webster's lawyers. Welcome back, Lockie. Um, Zach Merritt providing good news for um, the score each week. Brody Grundy captained um, massive total. Thank you for coming. So happy with that. Moving on to my team, um, the Div 2 Rezies. Plenty of injuries, woes once again. Um, I've had 2380. I sit 9,700th, which is... Uh, not great, really. Still um, for better my, than Manly, to be fair. Uh, for my expectations and goals. Uh, yeah, well, I guess when you put plus in a three, season it's like a big preseason. Plus three, Grundy. Uh, brilliant for me there, Captain Pick. Once again, I had Hind on the field. 
gathering 22 in the midfield and well I've still got our great mate Alex Witherden <laughs> he had a good game I mean. he's good game yeah lethal great game but get? not great fantasy scoring game <laughs> right. what did he reward you with yeah, 58 yeah 60. that's what you want that's reward for patience that so, leading the spoil count for the season no he's he's gonna gonna do that. no go ahead <laughs> it's hard to let go of Wither boys he's a uh, you're attached to him. He's a big. He's a, yeah, I'm a big fan You're of. Big fan of Wither. That's fair. He will repay the faith, maybe in a couple of years' time. Oh, I'd much rather him just win us the flag this year. Oh, I was more many your fantasy team. Oh well, that might take years. <laughs> <laughs> That's me, boys. Over and out. That's perfect. All right. Thanks for coming, Bird. Yeah. Mitch. Oh, where am I going? Yeah, yeah go. okay. Well, I'll go. Uh, yeah. Well, I had one of the great setups this week. Thought I was cruising, and then got the. News that old Shannon Hearn had pulled the pin, didn't Ooh. didn't uh, come to work for his shift on <laughs> Sunday. Forgot his boots. <laughs> yeah, forgot, oh, forgot the boots You're and we had to get kidding. an emergency in. So why I did he? Why do you think? Yeah, why did he not calf play? calf complaint? Uh, yeah. Are you um, trying to intimidate me at the moment? Why are you standing over me? <laughs> stretching the legs out. Yeah, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, get yourself in the ice bath. Oh, I would love one. <laughs> so wow. Shannon Hearn injury, that really hurt because then Jake Stein's score counted uh, and the, his score was 31, which was not ideal. Then we obviously had the regular problems such as your Angus Brayshaws and your Lachlan Neals and your James Sicilies uh, that yes. I've heard so much about. So finished with a score of 23.45, gets me into... Probably the same spot I was last week. Oh, Eighteen thousand one hundred and seventeen. Yeah, right. So crushing it. Yeah, really well done, Lethal. Thanks. Pleasure. No, no, I should have taken a piss out of you. I'm <laughs> forty points better. Oh, I've also got issues with uh, James Sicily. Even Jack Zebels let me down the last couple of weeks. The score is seventy-five. Also had Nick Hind on the field. Not to mention I traded out Max Gorn for Scott Lysett a couple of weeks ago, which seemed genius until Lysett got 79 on the weekend. No, Gorn got 100. Yeah, so yeah. take that and run. Probably the only positive to come out of it is that two weeks on the trot, I've had the single highest scoring player as captain. So I'll take that. Yeah, you're dominating Thanks. with captain. Yeah, I'm well. 189 last segment. week and 181 this week. So. Dang. Take that and run. But yeah, I've ended up with a score of 23.79. That's perfect. Um, so one less than Bayes, which breaks my heart, but that's all right. Mm. <laughs> and I'm currently sitting at 16,100. Oh, so, yeah, didn't quite put in the same pre-season, so probably as expected, but yeah. we'll see how we go next year. No, it's always next year. That's yeah. a good thing about fantasy. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, correct. And uh, yeah, I've definitely only got to look forward to next year now because I'm sitting comfortably outside the eighth in our league. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, me too. Mm. I lost on the weekend, thanks to Shannon. <laughs> so, uh, which actually leads me to the next point, boys. We've gone back to the well this week for the song of the week. Um, we've gone back to the, the thing that we do best, which yeah. is sing songs dedicated to our fantasy performance and mainly our frustrations from fantasy. Yeah, I like uh, it. Stick to your flags. Yeah, stick to the flags. No, actually, the, I love that Mo got some uh, got some positive feedback. Obviously, there would have been at least one email in the inbox uh, saying how good a song that was and it was stuck in the head so thank you for that again mum uh, <laughs> and uh, then we are going to Bay's actually got some direct feedback straight to him uh, about how he should probably give up the singing oh, <laughs> so hold the singing he's oh, not keen on the singing at all he's had a little vocal cord oh, injury so that's really not a part that he's been too keen on um, which is why obviously like he was struggling with the high notes that's sort of where we where we went wrong and Baze has probably taken it quite like the most serious out of us he actually genuinely sort of wants to sound like he should be signing record deals (laughs) (laughs) so he was I'm just doing it because Mitch you can pay him a hundred bucks to do it (laughs) he was genuinely heartbroken that he had to try and hit some high notes which is why I chose him a really really easy song uh, to sing this week (laughs) with no high notes (laughs) and the song is Take On Me (laughs) 
obviously uh, originally sung by yeah. A H A H or something. It's very it's an odd name. The very best of A is the album itself. Um, we obviously yeah. have changed the lyrics and created our own version dedicated to fantasy. So rather than being called Take On Me, it is just called Fantasy. Shannon Hearn will play Or could you not In this mail tell us yesterday The game is started And we can find you Hiding away I'll take stun score Okay Fantasy It's not on Fantasy In the league will brace or save the day Him and Crips leave us in dismay of no Toby Green So this is my sub-story Fantasy Fantasy It's not a Fantasy in terms of performance but geez, you've chosen a tough song this week <laughs> they get tougher and tougher Mitch I just I feel like we do have to clarify that it's and I'm, I'm actually just trying to convince James here that it, we're not doing it seriously <laughs> oh please we just had four takes of you saying oh, I'm the one actually stuffing it up I'm going, you're doing a great job James you're doing fine <laughs> I know, Lethal. Yeah, well, I've got to keep this causing some tension at 23. The fucking week was good. You're up next. I'm hitting the highs. Yeah, you'll get to hear my vocal cords next week, everyone. Right, so. If we write a remix to an Eminem song, then Skin will be first in. This is true. Go under Rap God and he'll do it. That could be an idea. We'll get that organized for the next milestone yeah, episode, right. the fifth. Yeah, I like it. Perfect. Boys, that is all we've got time for. There's no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> No question about that, which is something that I'd never say ever on the podcast. Jeez, <laughs> um, I'm going to cut that out. I'm so sorry. That was our other email. We got another email during the week. Spraying, oh, yeah, spraying us about saying... Spraying lethal about, I think it was saying say, absolutely too often. Saying, yeah, well, let me do say that a yeah, bit as well. Probably the only reason that people didn't notice the the no question about that one was because you haven't did it out before, well, before you yeah. published it. I had 65 and then I cut it down to five, I think. Okay, so. yeah. That wasn't too bad. Um, noticeable. <laughs> but boys, wrapping up, uh, obviously thank you again for your presence on the Monday wrap for We Got The Chocolates. This was episode four. We are available. There's multiple streams now for you to listen to us and then get in contact with us. Mitch, can you quickly go through those for everyone? Uh, yeah, so once again, if you want to get in contact with us, send us an email at wegotthechocolates at gmail.com. We're keen to hear any feedback or ideas you've got for future podcasts. Um, you can obviously listen to our podcasts on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, you can. Um, and we've just got up and running on Spotify too, I believe. Um, and you can find that link through our the link in our bio on our Instagram page, which is, yeah. of course, just We Got The Chocolates. Um, and yeah... So yeah, get around us. Yeah, Have I missed anything there? Obviously the Facebook no, page, stay tuned there. Up and running, that gives you plenty of links and plenty of access as well. So it's all happening. We're improving every week except for on the singing front. Yeah, that is on the decline, but that's all right. <laughs> Real quickly, you can too. see James goes uh, into right. you no. good, mate. Baze goes into feeler mode after the song. We get so much out of him pre-song and post-song production. He's so ordinary. Yeah, I hate the song. <laughs> Love the song. <laughs> That's the attitude we I'm need. sure Nick Selman will pump up your tyres during the week. Yeah, you'll be right. Looking forward to that. Sorry, yeah. Sel. Yeah. Sorry. We'll get Selly on the show, get him doing a song. <laughs> <laughs> Banger. <laughs> uh, you've been great again, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We're appreciating the support and we will speak to you the same time next week. Good night.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.